one thing that was interesting for me tactically is although formation wise both teams used like a 4-2-3-1 it was very different um what like how would you say the formations were different or the way they were set up or what was what was sort of the what was the the match plan as a, as a german word for uh, Dortmund and what did you see for Paderborn? For like the general tactics or well, the general form- formation for both teams was like 4-2-3-1 but in every game but I think neither Dortmund a bit in their own pressing um, and a bit in possession but especially Paderborn didn't really play in like a 4-2-3-1 yeah it's more for Paderborn it was more like in possession a 4-3-3 and in yeah. out of possession a 4-4-2 or 4-2-2-2 um, if you want to talk about game plan, I think Dortmund was very aware that they would control most of the possession. They, um, they played with Hummels and, and Weigel in the back line. They could have played with Akanji, um, but they decided to go for this, like a bit more possession-heavy mm-hmm. approach. Um, then on the in the double six, they also had Witzel and Ahut beside him. He hasn't played too many games, although I think Delaney was injured, right? Yeah, he got hurt in the Denmark game and he's out for the Hinrunden. Yeah, so they were a bit forced also to have like a bit more positive approach. Then, of course, with their um, with their fullbacks and Pitchjack and especially Schulz, who are also offensive and uh, their front line, yeah. they were trying to control possession and then from this controlled possession, um, get we're trying to uh, create very very high quality chances against like a Paderborn medium low midfield block. Yeah. Yeah, and like one of the things why that didn't work, I thought was was the sort of the not so much the the setup because I think the setup was okay except for like not having any speed at center back. So I think I would have you know despite like Akanji whose whose bad games were mostly like early in the season and you know he's got he's been better in the later parts. I thought he would have been interesting because he could have at least ran with uh, with somebody like, you know, like a Shelly Mamba or, or even like a Gerrit Holtzmann or somebody like that. Um, but what I think didn't work so much for Dortmund was was the way they, they went about this possession because, like, there's a couple of slides that I that I put and I will I will put them into the sort of article version of this podcast post is you, I didn't feel like they took a lot of risks with their with their passing. So there's a bunch of times where, like, you know, they, they circulate the possession and then Pischek, is either like isn't in the right position or position or doesn't have enough speed to like take all that pass and then Weigel doesn't make sort of the the most progressive pass and although like Sancho opens up the space um Pischek does, doesn't seem to want to take it or maybe he's worried about being counterattacked which I think you know based on the game it's Jimmy did you feel like that was a problem or would you feel like there were other problems for for Dortmund's build-up and how much of that was Paderborn I think that, that of course, of course, we talked about with the approach is true, and especially it's a very common thing for Favre teams. Yeah, um, having this very, very, very slow, very low rhythm in their play, which they are always constantly circulating, circulating, searching for the perfect opportunity to break forward. Um, in this game, uh, I also agree with you in that they weren't really they they. We're just having a few progressions, but they didn't prepare them properly. Yeah. And they sometimes try to progress even further, although the situation wasn't correctly prepared. One thing you talked about with Pischek was that he was too deep. He didn't yeah. like make the run 
so that Collins would have to pick him up. So Collins was just free to um, to intercept the horizontal pass mm -hmm. uh, played into Sancho afterwards. Um, that's one thing for me. Um, another part for me is that Dortmund didn't really try to play through the lines. They didn't try to play. Yeah, they played, the played around them, yeah. Yeah, they always played like around into the full The, the U-shape, yeah. Mm -hmm. Circulating and circulating. But they didn't They didn't try to get players into the half spaces, yeah. like behind behind the sixes uh, and, the, and the wingers. And they also, if they had someone in there, they didn't try to Play him so that he could turn. Yeah. So some situations from Guerrero yeah, yeah, yeah. was like a bit playing a bit more inside because Schultz was advancing more often whenever uh, Dahoud or or Witzel like, dropped off to the left hand side of the, of the center backs. Um, he was he was in in the pocket, but then he always came too far to the ball, and when he got the ball, he didn't try to turn, even if he was open. But always just went back, went back, went back, and then played a back pass. So Dortmund, therefore, they had to had to play through the wingers, but Abon could adapt to that. So at the start of the game, Abon was playing a bit narrower with the um, the wingers, and then as the game progressed, the wingers got a bit wider and wider and could especially pick up the runs of the fullbacks, especially with Schulz. Proga would go a bit yeah. deeper there, and whenever he got played into the distance wasn't too long, he wasn't overplayed, so he just like made a two made two or three steps to the side and uh, instantly could. Like have have contact to, to Schultz. Um, so yeah, I'm, the the way I always approach this is like, if, if you want to play, uh, if you want to play to the center, you have to play. You have to be able to play around around on the wings, yeah. or you have to be able to play through the wings. So the opponent has to like shift wide. But if you aren't able, or if you aren't willing <laughs> to play through the center at all, the wings won't open up. Yeah, that was a bit of the problem for, for Dortmund. They w did want, didn't want to risk playing centrally, so the wings were closed off, and they still played through the wings and didn't have like had like what was it three, three shots in the first half? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just ridiculous for a team like Dortmund. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I think it was like uh, yeah, it was three three each uh, for as. Two, two for the 29th minute, but yeah, I thought it was interesting about the positioning because because it's also what I what I noticed is is like Witzel wasn't really like aggressive enough with, with taking up sort of the half space positions or even sometimes he would just be too deep when like and this is why I'm not sure if Dahoud and Witzel always work together because like you know uh, Dahoud likes to drop deep as well although though he has uh, sort of final third stuff in his game and, and Witzel. I, and, and whether or not, like, I, I want to ask you if, if that was a byproduct of Vasiliadis, because because I thought you know he was really fantastic uh, and and a big part of controlling the, the first you know forty minutes until he was on the pitch. Um, there's there's a couple of slides that I that I have uh, that that are gonna show like how basically he was he was just he had such a Vitzel had such a tough time just being pressed and and, and uh, like just having. Having Vasiliadis there, and, and like early on, he, he he tried to he tried to kind of turn and and, and got dispossessed, and then like I, I thought later on that had an effect on on sort of him not be being so willing or maybe being uh, afraid of Vasiliadis. Is that is that like uh, does that make sense to you, or am I trying to make too much about out of something? I, mean, I, I think that uh, that Witzel had the most losses of possession or the most oh. easy loss of possession. I remember like three scenes in which Vasiliadis just, yeah, just yeah, yeah. like went up to him, not even ran towards him, went up to him and just stole the ball. Um, 
I, I don't think it's purely Witzel. I don't think it's purely Vasilalas. I think it's no, it's just, just yeah, yeah, that. right, right. Um, because, like like we said, Pröger on the right hand side, right hand side of Paderborn would uh, always cover cover Schulz by dropping deeper. Um, and if Witzel was like trying to get open behind uh, two Paderborn strikers, then Vasilalas would always just move towards him. If there was, if there had been any move, or if there had been any opening um, behind him, he would have to he would have to be a bit more precise in his, in his pressing and towards, or a bit more a bit faster in his pressing towards Witzel, and wouldn't have been as stable. So you're so you're Witzel, you're if, thinking if like like Royce and yeah, I was gonna say moved, yeah. moved in the spaces mm -hmm. behind Vasiliadis yeah. when he was stepping up to Witzel, he would have had an easy time have had an easy time, and he, I think he also tried to like take his time on the ball in order to give them the time to go into these spaces but they didn't so lost the ball to Vasi and Vasi just went 